Welcome into the NFL Beat Weekly Podcast. Chris Heathman here on the 19th of June 2021. It's been a couple of weeks since the last podcast. I've been away, first time since before the first lockdown. Went to visit my brother in Plymouth, so spent some time in Devon and Cornwall. It was actually nice to get away and I almost forgot what it was like to take a trip. It was very much needed. On to the rest of the podcast now though. Now that I'm back, as always, I'm here to give you a bite-sized recap of the week's NFL news, just in case you missed anything. Quite a bit to get through this week, so let's get to the headlines. The NFL and NFL Players Association have agreed an update to the COVID-19 protocols for the off-season and pre-season, which focuses on vaccinated and non-vaccinated players. Players who aren't fully vaccinated will require daily tests and need to continue observing social distancing measures. Holdout season has begun. A number of players missed mandatory minicamps this week seeking new contracts, including New England Patriots Stephon Gilmore, Miami Dolphins Xavier Howard and Arizona Cardinals Chandler Jones. Chicago Bears CEO Ted Phillips has confirmed the team submitted a bid for Arlington International Racecourse as the franchise consider their options for a future away from Soldier Field. And finally, Bears head coach Matt Nagy reiterated this week Andy Dalton is the starter over first round draft pick Justin Fields for week one of the NFL season. Let's start then with the updated protocols agreed this week for the preseason and offseason. And I'll go through the differences for the players first of all. So for fully vaccinated players, there'll be no daily testing required. Masks not required at club facility or during team travel. No physical distancing required in the club facility with other vaccinated individuals. No quarantine required after high risk exposure to COVID. No travel restrictions. No capacity limits in weight room when all fully vaccinated, may eat in cafeteria with other fully vaccinated individuals, no restrictions on social media, marketing, sponsorship opportunities, may use sauna and steam room, may interact with vaccinated family, friends during team travel. In complete contrast, not fully vaccinated players, testing required every day, masks required at club facility and during travel, must remain physically distant from others in the club facility, must quarantine after high-risk exposure to COVID, travel restrictions in effect, 15-player limit in the weight room, players must be physically distant in the meal room, may not eat with teammates, staff must grab and go, no meals in the cafeteria, no social media, marketing, sponsorship activities permitted, may not use the sauna and steam room, and may not leave team hotels, eat in restaurants, may not interact with anyone outside of team meeting, uh, sorry, outside of team travelling party during team travel. So vaccinations have been a major talking point around the league. A number of players have been guarded on whether they've been vaccinated, including Zach Wilson, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson. Josh Allen's teammate, Cole Beasley, has also been very vocal on Twitter. First of all, I'll say players have every right to decide for themselves whether they receive their vaccinations and if they don't want to disclose either way, that's their prerogative too. However, the NFL and the teams can impose any protocols they agree with the NFLPA if they think it's best for their organisations and will prevent any impediments to their preparations for this season. 
just looking through the differences for the players, you can see a clear benefit for players who are vaccinated, which will be deliberate. And for those who aren't, their pre-season and off-season will be more inconvenient, to say the least. It'll be interesting to see if the inconveniences and seeing teammates enjoy freedoms they can't, will encourage any players to change their stance and get vaccinated. These protocols are also important because they'll set a blueprint for the protocols during the season as well. So again, can those players who aren't vaccinated live with the inconveniences for a whole season? Or will there be any resentment within teams? An 85% vaccination rate for teams has been discussed for a number of weeks as, as an important threshold, which could allow teams to enjoy greater freedoms. This is a mark the Miami Dolphins and New Orleans Saints have already passed this week. If you're vaccinated but you're on a team below this mark, will will you hold any grudges against the players who decide not to be vaccinated? So it could affect the team morale and the balance in the dressing room. Either way, there's no doubt the experience during the season will be vastly different for those who are and aren't vaccinated. And we'll of course see how that plays out. Also, there'll be, there were some uh, major develop, developments for the media as well. Uh, fully vaccinated media will be permitted to conduct in-person interviews with players for the first time since early 2020. Unvaccinated media will not be allowed in press boxes, field, sidelines, locker rooms, uh, and so on. So for the media as well, there's, there's a, a clear benefit for them to be vaccinated. It, it, and again, I don't think the NFL will encourage the media to be vaccinated they don't want to be but there's a clear benefit and that may persuade members of the media to actually get vaccinated now on to the first indications of holdouts this season holdout season has begun uh, as it always does when it gets to the mandatory training camps um, a number of players didn't report to the mandatory training camps of course one of them is Aaron Rodgers as that situation continues to rumble on uh, without a resolution, although he has renewed his membership at a local golf club, so maybe that's an indication he'll be staying in Green Bay. For others, it's assumed they're holding out as they seek a new contract. Uh, other play- These other players are Jamal Adams, Seattle Seahawks, Stephen Gilmore, of course, of the Patriots, Xavier Howard of the Dolphins, and Chandler Jones of the Cardinals. The Seahawks uh, did say Adams was excused from minicamp, so won't be fined. Whether this is just to keep him sweet, where we don't know. Adams only has a year left on his contract, but was only traded to Seattle last season from the New York Jets in a package which included the Seahawks giving up two first-round picks. Not agreeing a long-term deal last season already looks like poor planning from the Seahawks' part, but it will be ridiculous if they don't manage to tie him down now and Adams end up leaving uh, next season as a free agent after Seattle gave so much of their future draft capital up to acquire him. We'll see how this one plays out. just want to also talk a bit more about the Xavier Howard holdout because that could escalate. Cornerback for the Miami Dolphins, of course. According to the Miami Herald, he's unhappy with his current contract because he's earning less than his fellow Dolphins cornerback Byron Jones, who signed a new deal last year. Howard is due to earn $12.1 million this year, while Jones is earning $14 million. But Howard was more productive last season, finishing with 10 inter- interceptions compared to Jones's two. Jones was asked about it, but said it was none of his business. Howard only signed his con- current six-year deal in 2019, 
uh, but he's not. It, sorry, he's outperformed the contract and obviously wants to start over because of that. According to the Miami Herald again, this is a holdout situation which could escalate to a trade request if he doesn't get the deal he wants. So this is a holdout which will continue until either a new contract is agreed or he's out of Miami completely. I certainly want to keep an eye on in addition to the Aaron Rodgers situation, of course, and uh, the Sean Watson, who obviously has legal issues ongoing, but he has been working out away from the facility uh, and posted another video on his social media. Moving on now to the Chicago Bears, starting with their bid for Arlington International Racecourse, located about 30 miles from Chicago. A move away from Soldier Field has been on the cards for some time, and the Bears continue to look at their options. CEO Ted Phillips said in a statement posted on the team's website, We recently submitted a bid to purchase the Arlington International Racecourse property. It's our obligation to explore every possible option to ensure we're doing what's best for our organisation and its future. If selected, this step allows us to further evaluate the property and its potential. Earlier this week, the Mayor of Arlington Heights, where the racecourse was based, uh, Tom Hayes, mentioned it was possible the Bears could move to a city as well but he wouldn't confirm either way. The Bears have been at Soldier Field since 1971, but of course the, the stadium was built in 1924. It underwent a massive $690 million renovation in 2004, but it, it's still not really up to modern standards and does get a lot of complaints from fans who do visit. And the benefits of a new stadium are obvious if they go for a dome or retractable roof. Obviously a very cold city, uh, Chicago cold area, uh, sort of February time, but the NFL has been, if they get a dome, it opens up the door for a Super Bowl. So the, the NFL has been rewarding teams with new stadiums like US Bank Stadium in Minneapolis, home of the Minnesota Vikings, uh, Mercedes-Benz Stadium, Atlanta, of course, home of the Falcons. And then the next Super Bowl will be at the new SoFi Stadium in LA, which is obviously home to LA Chargers and the LA Rams. That was open just last year. And, of course, hosting a Super Bowl, there's a lot of financial benefits for local businesses and the community. Um, so, hugely advantageous to do it. It was announced at the start of the week. Full capacity will be back at Soldier Field in 2021. But it does look like the Bears' days at the you know almost 100-year-old stadium are, are, are numbered. And finally... Although we're sticking with the Bears, Matt Nagy reiterated his stance. Andy Dalton is the Bears starter in week one of the 2021 season against the LA Rams over Justin Fields. Usually head coaches use the QB competition line, but Nagy seems to have ruled it out at least for the first game. It's strange not to keep an open mind, I'd say, for a head coach because a lot can change in preseason. And if Fields is clearly better than Dalton, surely he should get the nod. And I think that's what a lot of fans are saying, and not just fans of Chicago, but NFL fans in general. Unless they're trying to protect Fields from Aaron Donald and the Rams' defense, if, if he's clearly the better quarterback, it, it wouldn't really make sense for him not to start week one. Matt Nagy, of course, was at the Kansas City Chiefs when Patrick Mahomes didn't play for his entire rookie season, so maybe that's on his mind as well. Although, different situation really. Alex Smith was in Mahomes' way. Had a great season as the Chiefs, as the Chiefs finished twelve and four. Smith had also been also been their quarterback for longer, while Do Dalton has only just arrived. So it's weird to be loyal to him, even if Fields proves he's better. 
We'll see if Nagy sticks to his word and follows this line and how long Dalton lasts as the starter, though, obviously, as the season goes on. Anyway, that's your lot this week. Thanks very much for listening, and don't forget you can follow on Twitter at the NFLB underscore for daily musings and articles. Subscribe or follow if you like the podcast and leave a review, right, leave a review to let me know what you think. For now, though, take it easy. <laughs>